Hi, this is Mark. This is what happened last time. The guy spent the evening interacting with the denizens of the Caged Bard, a tavern in the jungles outside the pirate city of Sandalwood. We discovered that Giovanni's Golden Monkey was actually a special ale served in this place. They defeated a devil, ruining a loot competition, and Druck won a pile of gold in a wager. At the end of the night, after the guys had left, the bartender, Moonmaw, discovered that the golden, monkey-shaped beer tap was gone. After having left the caged bard behind and the map that got you there, you take a good five steps through the brush and find yourself in Sandalwood. There's a lot of action on the beach. The life song is boarding. That's the ship that's going to Aurora. Knights and clergymen assist pirates and sailors who volunteered to join the Auroran forces. The shouting orders of the crew echo along the deck, and the elven Lionheart Paladin from the other day can be seen up there. Her griffin is nestled in the crow's nest. As you walk by, Druck, something catches your eye. A hooded figure walks up the gangway toward the life song. He turns your way, meets your gaze. That's Mac, the dark-skinned elf that you dealt with previously. Oh, yeah. He smiles at you. He puts his finger to his lips and walks on board. At the bottom of the gangway, a young woman with reddish-brown hair and green eyes says, Hello. Almost like she thinks you're looking at her, but you were looking past her. She's dressed in leathers etched with musical notes and a sword on her breastplate. She has a shield on her back and a sword at her side. Are you thinking about joining us? Unfortunately, our path leads us in the opposite direction. But good luck on your hunting. No interest in taking the fight to the giant, Ken? Not at the moment, but thanks for the offer. She looks at your bow. What's your name, Archer? Druk. Sister Dorna. Of Bale in the Lair. Hold your hand out to shake it. I'll shake it. This won't be a quick fight. Your path may one day lead you to helping the Firelight Coalition. Or it may not. She smiles. Just listen for the song, Grok. Keep an open mind. I'll do that, sister. That's nice that your sister's here. I didn't know you had a sister. Yeah. Uh, I don't really talk much about my family. Oh, yeah. So, there you go. Where were you going again? Oh, we should go back. We can bet on the rats. And let's see, um, there was the, um, I don't know. Do we need to buy new arrows for you? I mean, you lost a lot of arrows shooting that thing. I did lose quite a few arrows. I am rich now, so I can buy a lot more arrows. Yeah, I gotta get some stuff too. Um, I kind of want to find those rat people. Rat people like to have lots of trinkets on them. What? Oh, you haven't seen the rat people yet? Oh, I didn't think about that. Verminous. <clears throat> Be careful with them, though. They'll stab you quick. One walks by a little too close and goes, Step back, scallywag. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, away. Oh, wait. Hey, where's your trinket shop at? <laughs> it walks back to you. Oh, what was that? Where's your trinket shop at? <laughs> oh, yes. It's uh, just down that way. It's called Uncle's. Uncle's Pawn Shop. Got it. I, like, reach out like I'm going to pet it on its head. Just as you go to touch him, he goes <laughs> and walks off. They're certainly uh, in- intriguing. 
Skittish is the word I'd be looking for. And I'm going to the pawn shop. All right, I'll go with you. All right. I guess I'll go too. Watch this, and he pulls out a copper piece, and he turns it into a platinum piece. Why would you steal from people like that? I'm not stealing from people. I'm giving them something, they'll give me something in return. You're giving them something of significantly less value than what you're saying that it is. Well, at the moment, it's a platinum piece. They'll be excited for a little while. You know it's gonna go turn into a, a copper piece. This is dishonest, you should not do this. Wait until you see what I do with the white statue. What's the white statue gonna do? You'll see, you'll see. There's another verminous on the way through the door that runs away from you as you get there. Yes, skittish. That is a word. Step into Uncle's. It's a pretty cluttered pawn shop. Most everything is behind counters so that you can't just grab at it. He or his people need to get it for you. There's quite a bit of security in the place. Put that down. Good morning. Kind of a gruffled, stubble-haired Bakarin standing behind the counter. Name's Gilroth. Don't call me Uncle. So, you're not the proprietor. No, I'm the proprietor. My name is Gilroth. Just everybody calls me Uncle. You don't want us to call you Uncle. You don't, I don't want... want to have to pay for a new sign. The place is called Uncle's. That's what they know it as. I get it, I get it. It's kind of like how you don't really want to rename ships. I don't know if you know that. That's not really the best thing to do. Usually you have some bad luck. Like, I recently got that POS, and I would never rename that. I don't want to have bad luck, you know? Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's morning, right? <laughs> it is very morning. Oh, yeah, okay. Oof. Monkey juice hasn't gotten through my system yet, apparently. I gotta look around. I'm so excited. Do you have any component pouches? I need a few of those, please. And a loot. He needs a loot. I do have component pouches. I do not seem to have a loot at the moment. How about a trumpet? I think this is a bugle. Do you know how to play the bugle? Ooh, how much you want for the bugle? 25 gold. 25 gold, all right. What if I told you that my grandfather once used a bugle and he just recently passed away the other day and I'm very sad about it and we had to spend a lot of money on the funeral. Roll your persuasion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, only 11. (laughs) I would say I'm very sorry, but I'm sure (laughs) you'll play it and think of him. Yeah, you're right, probably. Here's 25 gold. Oh, like highway robbery. It's a quality instrument. You look like an elf that could appreciate having good rope on hand. I'm always looking for good rope. Check this out. Puts this thick sash, like wrapped up sash. Puts it on as a brass buckle. It's got an edge to it. And he clamps it on. And he starts pulling rope from his waist. It's this cap silk. Just keeps pulling it, pulling it. And then he rips it off and hands you rope. And he says, in an hour, that's going to be dust. It's just going to disappear. But for now, feel how strong it is. All right, I'll give it a good tug. This belt is called a never-ending silk rope. Ooh. You just pull as much as you need, lasts you for an hour. So if you're hanging from it, get the heck off it before the hour's up. 120. I can do that. I thought so. <laughs> what else might you be interested in? What can I show you? Two component pouches here. Can I have those? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Also, by chance, do you have uh, some pants? I do have some clothing here, yes. Breeches, mostly. Runar, you need new clothes. Your clothes are all old and raggedy. Okay, we're going to buy this man a suit. Let's get him something super fancy. Let's get him a hat, too. A hat? Yeah, like a cat in a hat. It'll be funny. A cat in the hat? Yeah. It rhymes. It's, it's funny, right? Is it? you got to lighten up, my friend. Get him the best suit you can find. Are you looking just for something like you have, but newer and not dirty? Yeah, that 
probably would be good. You could replace everything you've got on there for gold. It's on me, my friend. It's on me. What else can I show you? Are you looking for oddities? Oh, of course I'm looking for oddities. What have you got? I got a quill here. We call it the pen ultimate. It never needs an inkwell, and it never runs out of ink. 100 gold. That would be more than your one platinum that you have. Got a wand here about the same price. Let you do runes in the air that'll stay for a while. Good on ships. You look like a guy who knows his way around ships. I need a little bit more money. Oh, check this out. Check Hold he on seems one. to be not quite as interesting because you don't seem to have as much money as he was hoping. He points at a sign that says, we buy, trade, pawn. If you've got anything of value, we can do some trade. He starts going through his vest. Hold on. And he actually walks away towards the front of the store. He's going to cast distort value on the white statue. Roll your sleight of hand. 21. Oh, yes, yes. Look at this very unique magic item I have. It's very lovely. Look at this statue, and he whips out the once white statue, and it's golden shiny and it's giving off an aura of light. How much would you give me for this guy? Helps with healing properties and luck and stuff like that. But I never really need healing. I don't get myself into fights ever. That's a fact. Let my man take a look at it for a moment. Okay. So while Giovanni is waiting for that guy's estimate, he's going to start making a list of all sorts of just random stuff, like fish hook, a ring, just all mundane okay. stuff. A unique-looking bell, a belt buckle, a neat-looking scabbard, <laughs> which won't fit any of his weapons. Start <laughs> with your perception. Eight. You step on the foot of a dwarf that's standing there because you didn't notice that he was there. He's got a red braided beard, and he's wearing what looks to be lucite plate, which is kind of out of place here. Even with all the paladins on that ship that are leaving, this does not look like the kind of armor that most people wear on this island. Right, especially Um, on an island. It has pauldrons that look different from the original armor. They're both stylized like a female face. One of them is blackened iron, and the other one is lucite steel, but it looks like it was added afterwards. He's got a sideways blue sword emblazoned across the chest. That looks like it's done in a blue stone of some sort. And it looks like he's got some sort of wind instrument that you're not really familiar with. It looks like a big bag with pipes coming out of it. Excuse me, friend. Sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I'm not going to hit you. And who are you? My name's Truck. My name is Darwin. Some people call me Iron Quill. Darwin Iron Quill? So, my young friend... What brings you to this area? Are you one of those fireflies? Uh, no. I have fallen in with a band of... Adventurers? Yeah, we'll go. We'll oh. be generous and call them adventurers. I seem to be in need of some adventurers to help me out. How many friends do you have? Well, it's me and the goat over there that's doing whatever he's doing. Ooh, how, how much for this perfume? This smells kind of nice. Then uh, the weird cat guy next to him. A little skittish. True adventurers, that. Yeah, it's an eclectic mix. So have you had many adventures in this area? We've had a few. Hey, uh, Giovanni, what was the name of that bar that we went to? The Cage Bard! That was an adventure. Oh, it's always great to find adventurers. They always seem to be in need of things. Yeah, we're doing something, so. Yeah, I've got... A friend of mine that needs some help with some things she calls C-Spawn. C-Spawn? Yes, um, I was actually here to try and find one of those bubble jellies to go visit the area she was in. 
I'm familiar with them. Do they sell those here? I'm sorry, what? Bubble jellies. Where do oh, we yeah, get those? Oh, yeah, yeah, the head things that breathe underwater? Yeah. Yeah. He's got this big jug next to him. Looks like it's a barrel full of jellyfish. He pulls one out, all slimy hanging from his hands. Right here. One shot's or 50 gold. I do have some reusables. Those go for 120. You have to keep them in water or anything. Not the reusable. That's why the other ones are one shots, because they dry out on you. And do you have any underwater breathing potions as well? I do have some of those. How many would you be needing? Well, I'd need at least one reusable and probably two or three of the water breathing. <laughs> the dwarf doesn't like the water, does he? Says another one of them. Ah, he's looking to double up. Yeah, I got water breathing potions. Those are 200, though. Wait a minute. It's less to get a reusable than it is to get a potion? You can pop the bubbles, and then you're out. Potions you can't pop. You can still breathe. And when you're a few hundred feet down, breathing's a good thing. Bringing him nothing but points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here's another one. You just don't go under the water, and you won't have that problem. But that's where the sea spawner at. That's the problem. Don't worry. They, they usually don't pop the bubbles. They usually forget to aim for those, just in case. Sea spawn. Yeah, she didn't really know what they were. She just said they were sea spawn. It could be anything. Is it like like a Sahawagan? Merfolk? No, she's a merfolk. She's a merfolk. Man, there's so many things. Everybody Turtles? 22. I got a one. <laughs> Druck, you noticed a little something about Darwin. He seems to stop and listen to something that isn't there in your conversation. He keeps sort of stopping, listening, and then he starts his conversation. Okay. I have a question. I understand him needing the stuff. Why do you need the stuff? Because I need some adventures. What's going with him? Because it's an adventure. This is... I'll pay you. Don't worry. You're adventurers. You deserve pay. You're going to get paid. But water. But But payment. Ooh, chest. Well, that's what she said. Did I hear chest of gold? (laughs) Um, No, you did not. Um... (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, hello, dwarven sir. They don't know how big the chest of gold is. It could be a red box of gold. I mean, doesn't every guy just love chess <laughs> gold? I'm a big fan of chess. <laughs> All right. oh, well, I'm Me too. I'm a magic club as well. Well, I use it as a magic club. I pull out this fancy ironwood loot. A loot? Yeah, it works as a club. <gasps> Holy moly, that's a nice looking loot. See, bonus magic club and a chest of gold. Wait or a minute, wait. I just lose my loot. Now I have a chance to get a new loot? No, 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 I'm not going to do that to... No. Oh, oh sorry. Um, no, no it, it's a wonderful loot. It's it's magical, and... I look behind me. I rolled a five on my perception to see what just happened. <laughs> I'm very distracted by the loot. Yes, yes, yes. He needs a loot, so it's fair. Oh, I mean, um, yes... It's a magical loot that I was given by someone that didn't care for my bank playing. And they thought I should learn a new instrument, but I'm not too partial to this. It's kind of clunky. Wait, 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 wait. Are you a bard? Well, yes. Yes, I am. What's your name? Darwin Ironquill. Darwin Ironquill? The Darwin Ironquill? Yes. Oh! I've heard of you before. You have? I have. You've never heard of Darwin before? Oh, he's very good. Very good. Wait, yeah, you, you wrote uh, Tinker Tanner, right? Correct. And Ghost of the Goose Girl. 
Ghost and the Goose Girl. And the Goose Girl, yes. Yeah. Have you two never heard those songs before? I mean, I hate to say it, I mean, as a dwarf, but just, are, are you from the Mountain Kingdom, Bart? I mean, it, well, it yes. originally I am. Okay. I yeah. actually trained at the College of Lauren Valor. What brings you over to here? Trying to come up with some new songs. I've given up on trying to go for the ballads and went back to the simple songs that are easy to remember. Oh, this is a good man right here, and he puts his arm around you. He says, I'm Giovanni Merson, by the way, and he shakes your hand. Go ahead and roll your history. Darwin will see if you've heard of Giovanni. Nat 20. Nat 20. <laughs> you have. You have heard that he's a bit of a scoundrel and a pirate. Ah, yes, yes. I've heard that you had quite a few adventures in your young life. True, true. And I let go of your pouch on the left side of your belt. <laughs> so, I'm going to need to hiring some adventurers to help me out with a small quest. Shouldn't take very long. I wanted to give you, uh, I think he called it Mama Pearl, with this loot of small consequence. You're going to find adventurers and give them a loot? Well, I'll give you the loot in exchange for helping me take care of these sea spawn. That's interesting. That's interesting. Are you two uh, able to get some sea spawns? While Darwin and I uh, maybe write a new song? (laughs) Wait, wait. Did we just get volunteered to do the fighting by ourselves? No, no, no. We'll help him out. We can't send him into this by themselves. I'm still looking behind my back whenever he starts talking to himself. Roll, roll your perception again. 19. You're kind of getting the impression that he's talking to his pulse. Those two faces on his shoulders. <laughs> he's getting information from them or something, and he's responding. I've taken advice from weirder places. How far out are the sea spawn? I would say not very far. She didn't make it seem like it was more than half a day's trek out. Can I roll my history to see if I know what a sea spawn is? Yeah, go ahead. 16. It's a pretty broad term, but it's usually something like a person that maybe was lost at sea and the sea reclaimed them somehow, whether that was mare or a kraken or some sort of sea monster or sea power has uh, changed them into something else. Hmm. Sea spawn are pretty creepy. They're kind of like undead underwater thingies. So they're definitely not the turtle things that we fought. Uh, no, but they could be. They could be like dead Ninja Turtle things brought back. Dead Ninja Turtle things. Which we're fine. We know we got to hit him in the groin and it will be all right. Do you have a potion of uh, swimming? Oh, potion oh, we of have the... plenty of potions of swimming. And that allows us to swim and move freely underwater. Correct. <sighs> well, those would be useful. Only if I had money. Well, Drucks got money and... Um... <laughs> I'm not taking his money. <laughs> You two can get it all figured out, and we'll give you some bardic inspiration on your way down. Hey, you guys work out the details. I gotta go get some stuff real quick. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and buy for the three of us three breathing bubbles, three potions of breathing, and two potions of swimming, because we've got that third one that we picked up. I did my best! (laughs) Sir? Yes? Come over here, please. Uh Uh-huh. I'm afraid that you've been duped. No. I'm assuming that you've been duped, and that's where we're going to leave it. This has got an illusion magic on it. Blasphemy. I can't believe this. Truck and Ruta, I got duped. Can you believe it? That being said, I'll give you 25 for what's really under there. (laughs) (laughs) He throws it right to him. (laughs) Not even looking at him. (laughs) Man, what else you got? (laughs) Weird. He got duped. Oh, it's funny you say, I've got a short sword here that they call the weird short sword. 
What? No. Yeah, in your hand it allows you to speak to elementals if you have it in your hand. How much is that maybe worth? 115. 115 gold? Yep, it'll act as a magical weapon too. Oh, that is amazing. You know my grandpa had this. <laughs> and you know what happened? It's just the other day he passed away. Okay, alright. And I'm, I met grandma. My grandma had this. <laughs> and uh, she just passed away and her funeral was very expensive. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Wait, I'll roll a disadvantage. Yeah, you, you, you better. Well, 16. <laughs> okay. 115. Oh, uh, yeah, all right, here you go. Thank you, I appreciate that. This will serve my grandma's memories well. No, no, I know you both agree they're idiots, but we need them. <laughs> I mean, I'm high. Hey. <laughs> Did you just call us idiots? I'm not the guys behind you. <laughs> oh. Must be talking about poor uncle over there. <laughs> Giovanni runs over with a sword in his hand, pointing it at you. I, Guys, look what I just got. <laughs> yeah, mm. This is called the weird sword. I can talk to elementals now. Isn't that fun? I make sure he's pointed away from everybody once he starts swinging the sword around. Disengage. <laughs> you could borrow this when you go down and fight the sea monsters. Oh, no. I wouldn't want to take your sword away from you. No, seriously, you could. I'd be fine with it. No, you're coming with us to deal with the sea monsters. You need to learn about the monsters firsthand so the song's better. It's much better if you see them in person. Yeah, what he said. Does that even make sense to you? You know, you know, it kind of does make a little bit of sense, yes. Hmm. I like it. I like it, Darwin. Okay. Okay. Alright. Convinced. Done. So you've gotten a lot of items from us. Anything uh, for trade? Anything for sale? He's got a belt he doesn't need. Oh, and he needs a pair of pants. Uh, first off, and you guys look down, and he is wearing that dwarven belt now. <laughs> this makes me feel really good. I mean, I don't know. I can just punch through a wall with this thing. So I think I'm going to keep this. It's very neat looking, too. Roll your perception, Renar. I got a 12. You think he actually looks more muscular? <laughs> Listen, that's very impressive and all, but it doesn't help the fact that you're still not wearing pants. <laughs> God, you're so worried about my pants all the time. Darwin, this guy just can't get over the fact that I don't have pants on. Look, Darwin's wearing pants. He's got fur. Yeah, you don't see any dangly bits, do you? Exactly. I <laughs> don't want the risk. He's so scared about the danglies. <laughs> I think it's weird that I've had to ask you more than once to put on a pair of pants. He wiggles his tail at you, and then he goes back up to the counter to see if they left anything on the counter for him to swipe. Did they leave anything on the counter? They did not. They were very specific about you. In fact, they pulled Drak aside and they were like, Hey, I've got this item here that would help you hide your stuff from him. <laughs> Giovanni sees a picture of his face behind the counter. <laughs> like they've been drawing it. <laughs> Can I roll slide at the end to get rid of the piece of paper? Sure. 18. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you just yes. swipe it away. <laughs> Puts it in his vest. When does the iron sides take off? Day after tomorrow. Okay. Darwin, have you heard of the iron sides with the gnome with the jacked up eyeball? <laughs> Can't say that I have. I do have a question. Like gnomes are quite a bit shorter. Is this ship scaled to them or you didn't check? <laughs> I assume it's problematic. <laughs> yeah, you can crouch a little bit. You like close quarters anyways. You're always hiding under beds and stuff. Okay, so I'll be fine. What are you going to do? Oh, I'll be fine. I'll just swim next to the ship if I need to. <laughs> well, swim next to the ship if he needs to. Yeah, I can swim for days. Have I not told you that before? Let me guess, because you're the son of the sea guy. Ah, you 
so smart, you're catching on. I had to swim away from my own island. I told you that, right? It was like 40 days or something. You used to trap two turtles together and sail away. Um, no, actually, two dolphins came up, and I grabbed the fins and just, there they go. When they needed a break, I'd swim, and then they'd come back up and I'd grab their fins again. <laughs> so you say you're the son of the sea god? That I am. The sea god, manner. So you're from the Sword Sea? Ooh, I don't know the Sword Sea. That sounds kind of fun. There's lots of fighting on it, though? Mostly on the surface. Mm. Mayor's taking residence there. Excuse me? Mayor is in the Sword Sea right now? Well, sort of. Whoa, whoa. This is amazing. Darwin, we need to hang out tonight. You gotta tell me all about this stuff. Certainly. Do you guys have any other shopping you need to do before we talk with Hera? Who? who? The mermaid. Giovanni's gonna keep shopping. Did they notice that platinum coin's actually a copper piece? (laughs) No. Sweet. I'm gonna give him another platinum piece then. It was once a copper piece. (laughs) Did they notice that one? (laughs) Yeah, they don't seem to be worried about that. Giovanni's gonna stay shopping and he's just gonna buy a bunch of weird stuff. So he finds like a disguise kit, picks up little things like crowbars and like a small chest. He does find perfume. He also finds a stinky perfume. Picks up another mirror, some iron spikes, a flask, a totem that looks like a serpent. He thinks that's kind of neat. And just random junk like that. Yes, yes, yes. I know they need to finish it. Here, just go ahead and you can use the loot. If you want, you can attune to it. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. And he looks around behind you a little bit to try to figure out who you're talking to. He's a little confused. But he doesn't say anything. Here's Mama Pearl for you. I'm going to loan it to him. He hands you a sturdy ironwood loot decorated with a mother of pearl sea snake. You look up at him and look down and the sea snake has moved around the front of the loot. It only seems to move when you're not looking. Hmm. Interesting. Does this thing bite? Only if you're not attuned. Oh, oh okay, okay. I will attune to this uh, very soon, very soon. And you notice that he opens his vest up and he puts it in his vest. And then he closes his vest. He's not even bigger or anything. It just pops into his vest <laughs> and disappears. That's a nice trick. Um, yeah, I, I have uh, lots of tricks. Yeah, lots of tricks. Did you Did you want to see one? Sure. Yeah, take a look at that wall over there. You see that piece of armor? Just wait. Just wait for like 10 seconds. And then Giovanni's going to walk out the door. <laughs> Slide of hand 18. <laughs> well, already there. I just look at Uncle and go, he left, didn't he? Yeah, he just walked out. All right, I'll follow along behind since I think the other two have already walked out. <laughs> You see Gio, like, look back, and you see that he sees you, and he's like, Oh, hey, I'm just going to go to this uh, tavern right here and, uh, you know, send the corner and tune to it. Um, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you hear me tell you I was going to this tavern here. <laughs> How about we meet back here in a couple hours, and we can go talk to Hero. Talk to Hero? Hero. Hero. The mermaid. We get to talk to a mermaid today? Oh, that's fun. Wait, is this, like, scary bite-your-face-off mermaid, or is this, like, cute, sexy mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to this tavern here, and um, uh, I'm going to go to the Happy Dagger. Have you been in here before? Um, a time or two. Yeah, okay. Okay, the hobgoblins like darts. They're pretty easy to beat. They're kind of nitwits around here. <clears throat> oh, sorry, Javi. Sorry. Probably should grab some dinner before we go. Hey, on me. Come on in. I'll, I'll treat you to some dinner. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Let's share stories. 
I'll tell you about my adventures wandering from the Dwarven Kingdom over the north edge of the Great Wood and over into this area. Nice. He soaks it all in. He buys you drink and food and drink and food. Before you know it, he's drinking way too much. When he's telling you stories, you feel like probably half of them are just made up or you're not sure what to think of what he's telling you. But he does tell you he has a bunch of ships. You can keep them. And dwarves don't really like ships, do they? No, it's the whole sinking mm. thing. Oh, well, well, sometimes they sink. I mean, have you ever heard of the Sea Phoenix? I can't say that I have. <laughs> I, I suppose you'll probably never hear of it again, but... um. I'm sorry, did you say Sea Phoenix? <laughs> no, no, Sea Phoenix. Oh, okay, sorry. Did he say Phoenix? wonder what the Sea Phoenix is like. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Geo has a good time with Darwin. Anything else anybody wants to do before they meet back at the Happy Dagger? I could swing by the Fletcher's real quick just to pick up some arrows. When they walk into the Happy Dagger, Giovanni's explaining to Darwin, I just need to buy a bunch of potions and it'll be fine, you know? We kind of just keep passing out and stuff. So when I go shopping, I'll buy po- Oops. You said you were a bard, correct? So do you know the spell, um, healing word, perhaps cure wounds? Of course. Only an idiot wouldn't learn how to cure wounds. <laughs> Huh. I, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go test out this loot. <laughs> Giovanni gets cross-legged on a table and starts playing for the tavern. The two people that are sitting at the table are like, "Do you mind?" Uh, have you two heard of the floppy turtle? I mean, come on, floppy turtle's a hit. Oh, you're the floppy turtle guy. I'm the floppy turtle guy. Yes. All right, get off my table. <laughs> hey, you two. Have you ever heard the floppy turtle song? And <laughs> he gets up on their table. <laughs> <laughs> There's a seat right there. You can just sit right there. Do you play Floppy Turtle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anybody get excited? Roll performance. 18. Yeah, you know, some people are excited about it. They're just trying to have the breakfast. One of them's eating turtle. And they're like, hey! <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a great song. Did you write it yourself? That I did. That I did. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you about the Floppy Turtles. <laughs> and then he goes all in on telling them the story about the cephalopod and the floppy creatures coming in. Yes, yes, yes. I know it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's a good start. Oh, here, have a couple coppers. You deserve it. Great perception. Thanks, uh, Darwin. Ooh, nat 20. Oh, he's totally talking to his shoulders. <laughs> um, the pauldrons on his armor are talking to him. Darwin, um, this might sound weird, but um, why, why are you talking to your shoulders? <laughs> Am I the only they started it? <laughs> oh, well, that makes a heck of a lot of sense to me. I'll have another ale, thank you. Drac? Yeah? That's not normal, right? <laughs> I'm not going to judge the man for talking to his shoulder pads. <laughs> but that's not normal, right? Like, that's, that's not a normal thing? Neither is whatever is going on with you, but... <laughs> I'm cursed. Does that mean he's cursed? Sure, why not? Let's go with cursed. <laughs> Let the man talk to his shoulder. <laughs> we took a job from a man that's talking to his shoulder pads. And we're not worried about this. But they're useful shoulder pads. They're useful? Lucy can translate into celestial. And Sarah can translate into infernal. Oh. Occasionally they give advice. The devil I got him from kind of went crazy because he couldn't get him to quit whispering, but I've gotten used to it. I'm going to go over there 
and stare at ghosts and um, pretend I didn't hear any of that. Runar, it's okay. He's fine. He's fine. Runar waves over his back and he's just staring at the wall. <laughs> Giovanni starts singing again. He sits on the floor and lets his tail like wrap around him and he continues to stare at the wall. Giovanni's going to try to improv a song about fighting a devil. 17! Your first draft of it is the devil with shoulder pads and it just didn't sound right. <laughs> I'm working on it, Darwin. I'm working on it. Yeah, you're making Sarah cringe. That's kind of hard since her face doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joey, go talk to Hera. There's some ghosts to stare at right here. Can cats see ghosts? I've heard that was a rumor. Yes. Hmm. It's just Weird. intently boring into the wall with his eyes. Kind of feel bad about Runar. It looks like he's getting off his rocker a little bit. He'll be fine. All right, so I'll lead you down to the farthest dock and pull out my panpipes and play a quick little tune to signal to Hera. What time of day is it? It's probably mid-morning by this point. Am I going to be able to see down there? I got a potion to breathe. Let me find that. Hold on. So Giovanni starts going through his vest and gets out a crowbar, and he's like, Hey, look, look, Druck, look at this new crowbar I got. It actually has a crow on it. It's kind of cool looking. thought that was not kind of nice. Gets out more stuff, you know, like a torch. That's not going to do very good under the water. Uh, gets out perfume. He's like, Hey, smell this. And that smell good. I got this today, too. What do you think? No? No? All right, all right. He puts it back in his vest, and he gets out another thing of perfume, and he sprays that. And it reeks to high heaven. He's like, look at this one. This one's kind of funny. Uh, whoever he sprays with that one, I just immediately start like rubbing up an arm like a cat would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this like smells like cat piss. I, <laughs> oh, well, Runar likes that one. Okay, okay. He sprays the back of Runar's neck with it. Ah, here we go. Potion of swimming. Got it. Got it. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. The music from the pipes rolls over the water, and the light seems to shimmer. Now, would you look at that? This female form, kind of blue-skinned, with dark blue hair, lovely young face. Hello, Darwin. I found some adventures to help you take care of that problem you had. Thank you. Yeah, so about the um, dark vision thing, and I start casting it as a wizard would, casting dark vision on Giovanni. This will let you see in the dark for eight hours. He's a talkative one. Is he a little awkward around mermaids? I think around all women. Oh. I'm married. Do not be a temptress. You've cat to be kidding me. I think that's a little presumptuous. My name is Hira, and what is yours? I am Runar Chai. I am Giovanni Merson, my lady. He looks a little suspicious because he's had some issues with some mermaids in the past. My name is Druck. My home is nearby. I'm assuming you have what you need. Darwin said you would get potions to help you move freely and breathe underwater. Yeah, we're all set with that. I got a potion of swimming right here. Took me a little while to find it, but I got it. <laughs> I thought you were looking for water breathing. Yeah, I got it. Potion of swimming right here. <laughs> He, he's saying swimming, right, Druck? Let's listen so. to what Hera has to say, you know. Catman, are you ready to help me, Meow? The sea spawn have fortified my home. Nasty things. I'm a dancer by trade, not a warrior. Hopefully you can deal with them. I've counted five. What do these things look like? Monsters. One has a shark face. One has a tentacle for an arm. I think they were people once. 
but now they are encrusted with coral, barnacles, and ocean yuck. If you would, follow me. Gotcha, okay. Well, I thought you said you were uh, a dancer by trade and weren't coming with us. You're gonna guide us there and we're gonna walk into an ambush? I mean... Since I have been separated from my people, I have spent time dancing for the people of Sandalwood on the water. They now think it's good luck to throw coin my way. The coin goes flying at her from Giovanni. (laughs) So that's what I have collected. And this is what I will pass on to you in exchange for your help. See, no problem. Go in, tell them to leave. We're done. Yeah, a monster-faced shark, an eel-armed person, uh, an evil dolphin face. Sounds great. I did try to speak to one once, but it wrapped me up in its tentacle. It didn't seem to have the ability to speak to me. She understood, I think. She never said anything about a dolphin being evil. I thought you liked dolphins. They drug you off the island or something. I do, but I met an evil one once named Zipper, and he was terrible. He was quite surly. Zipper. Yes, don't ever mess with an evil dolphin. (laughs) They will mess you up. Are we ready? Let's do this. And he drinks his potion of swimming, and he jumps into the water and starts swimming down deep. (laughs) I'll go ahead and drink a water-breathing potion and put a bubble over my head. Then before you know it, Giovanni's head pops out of the water. He's like, plop! (laughs) Would you like Um, one of these? And I'll hold up a potion of water-breathing. Yes, thank you. He takes that and starts (laughs) drinking it. And then goes back into the water. Uh, Runar, drink this and put this on your head. I'm going to give him a potion of water-breathing and one of those bubbles. Go ahead and take my potions as well. So, okay, there you go. All right, and we'll head off swimming along behind her. All right. So you notice that Darwin doesn't take an extra potion for the swimming part. He just jumps in, and that big metal armor that should just drop him seems to let him move freely. You swim through a good deal of clear water, lots of marine life, nothing really to be worried about necessarily. You see a couple sharks in the distance, but nothing comes real close. And she starts to go a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, and then it does start to get a little dark. It gets a little harder to see, seeing maybe 30 feet out in front of you. You start seeing a couple of ruins, like underwater buildings. Most of them are in pretty terrible shape, but then you come up to a white stone building that looks relatively intact. It has a couple of entryways. One of them looks like an old drawbridge, and the wood is full of overgrowth from the sea, but it looks to be intact. There it is. This is my home. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I have a plan. Drek, go shoot him. You know, that's a pretty good plan. We'll, we'll just stay back. You shoot at him. Wait, we're underwater, though. We are underwater. It's not gonna... We can lure them out. Maybe they'll follow us all the way to the surface. There are two levers inside. The drawbridge still works. Do you think one of you could get in there? I could probably sneak in. Drunk, if you don't make it back, I'll tell your sister that uh, you fought bravely. How about I cast invisibility before you sneak in? I like where your head's at. Alright. He goes invisible. Alright, you find two different levers that are separated. Pull one one down down and go over and pull So. They go relatively easy. Drawbridge comes down. It's kind of funny because it's a moat that was there once, and, you know, it's now it's just everything's underwater. Right. So everybody else outside sees this door open up. Should we go invisibly, or would you like to just march up? 
I'm invisible sounds good to me, and then he turns invisible himself. Alright, I'll go ahead and cast invisibility on myself and our poor little cat. <coughs> Won't that drop the invisibility on uh, Drog? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> and start advancing forward as he becomes visible. Okay. I'm perfectly concealed in the uh, shadows along with the invisibility. Well, go ahead and roll your stealth. I don't know why I would do that. Fifteen. <laughs> you all approach through the murky water. It gets very dark in here. There's Druck standing there, facing away from you, not making any eye contact with you because he doesn't see you. Giovanni sees that Druck is no longer visible, so Giovanni becomes visible and then waves at Druck and then makes him invisible and then makes Giovanni invisible. What? Confused as to why Giovanni's waving at me. <laughs> then I look you down are. at my hand that is completely invisible. Like He must have some sort of ability to see invisible. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of look back to you and you can see just on the edge of your vision, Hira is just sort of hiding in a coral outcropping. She's just peeking her head over watching from afar. It's dark. You haven't heard anything? Maybe they're all dead. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> all right, so we all join hands and go skipping down the hall. <laughs> you come into a large tiled room, and it looks like it was set up kind of recently as maybe like a dining room. There's clearly fish bones and baskets that are full of different seaweeds and things like that that have been collected. There's also a chest in one corner, and it's actually wide open, and there's gold in it. Oh, that must be the chest. Is it bigger than a bread box? It's a little bigger than a bread box. Can I fit it in my vest? I'm going to say yes. Hmm, so Giovanni starts going towards the chest, and as he's doing that, he's going to grab some food off the table and start eating it. (laughs) Just like a fish head, basically. You're chewing (laughs) on a fish head on the end of a fish skeleton. Oh. Yep. (laughs) Renard totally does that, too. (laughs) He gives you a thumbs up, like, not too bad, not too bad. Still invisible. (laughs) He sees no reaction, he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, this is quite easy, and he goes right up to the chest and picks it up. Nothing happens. I know everybody's kind of looking at me like waiting for the mimic <laughs> to jump out, right? Just Do we hear anything? You know? Mm-hmm. Time to go, guys. Time to go. I mean, we do technically have an accord. The chesties and the vesties. We can just go up now. We have to check the rest of the house. Why? There may, there may be more like chests. Have to give the loot back. Oh. Fine. <laughs> There's a door on the far side, and it's a pretty big room. I'll go to the next room and see if I can see anything in there. You step into this room. The stonework looks a little different. It's definitely darker, so your dark vision kicks in. And in the middle of the room is a large pillar, and it has a bunch of different sort of faces carved into it, sort of all the way up and down, like a totem pole, but it's all different sides of it. And at the base of it are a bunch of figures. It looks like there's five of them. They all look like sort of bastardized versions of people. One of them looks like she has kind of a shark face, but her eyes are more like a big yellow octopus. One of them has spines on it like a sea urchin. One of them has a big tentacle for an arm. They're all full of barnacles and coral, and their skin is kind of a putrid green or blue or a little bit yellow, and they're all sort of staring at this 
pillar, and you notice too that along the sides there were a bunch of different slots for scrolls at some point, which are long gone. But there are some writings and things all along the outside above that too. They're standing there, and they're all just in awe of this pillar. They're just staring at it. I'm actually going to just drop fairy fire on the creatures and wake things up. Out of the five of them, three light up. There is a shark-faced female with the octopus eyes. She apparently was not affected. And there's also a fish-faced male with a seaweed mane and a dorsal fin jutting from his right shoulder. He was also not affected, but the other three are glowing in the murky water. Everybody roll initiative. Please don't be horrible. Twenty. Twelve. It is horrible. Seven. All right, they all turn at you, because after casting that spell, you are now visible. You were not quite in the room. You were sort of standing in the doorway. And when they turn to yell, they all scream like monsters. Fanged teeth. It just It's very frightening to see but no sound is coming from them. Giovanni becomes uninvisible and takes a swipe at the tentacle lady, trying to cut off that tentacle with the new sword. 24 to hit. 24 to hit. For 12 points of damage. Giovanni looks shocked. <laughs> He's not the only one. So, all right, give her a slash, and she seems to be screaming at you, but she's not making any noise. Take that, you tentacle lady, and probably nobody hears it. <laughs> Runa, it's your turn. I'll do the cat attack. 14 hit. It does. Four, five points of damage. And then I'll bonus action and do it again. I'm assuming a 24 will hit for Mm -hmm. seven points of damage. Blood spraying into the water around her from the cut. Darwin, it's your turn. I will move off to the other one up front. This one has yellow-green scales that look sharp. They're sort of long and serrated. 14? That hits. For eight points. And then my second attack. 19 should hit. That'll do 12 points. Alright, get a solid couple hits. Again, blood is coming into the water around them. Druck, it's your turn. They're going last. Uh, move up next to Darwin and attack the one that he's going after. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Hey! Woohoo! 31 points of damage. <laughs> Alright. You come up to him and you're looking at these scales and the barnacles and the coral around him and you just decide that there's nothing on his neck and you just jam the rapier right into his neck and pull it back out and blood just floats out into the water as he starts to float up. That's one. I mouth to nobody. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the one with the tentacles goes to attack Giovanni with her tentacle. Bow. She's going to hit. Okay, I'm going to use the luck point. Okay, a re-roll. Oh, and you made her miss. All right. <laughs> she also has these clawed fists. The first one goes awry. The second one does hit. Yeah, why don't I do another luck point? Okay. Oh, you did it again. Oh. All right. As he's dodging the attacks, he's giving bows every time. The others come swimming your way much faster than you move. Runar, the fish-faced one, is going to come at you. The spiny one is going to attack Darwin, and the shark-faced one is going to basically be able to get to where Darwin and Druk are, but not be able to attack, so getting into melee with Darwin and Druk. So, fish face on Runar, takes a couple of swings, one connects for five points of bludgeoning, and then comes in with his big teeth, and you dodge out of the way. Darwin, the one on you, with the spines, 
connects pretty solidly for 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Just gets you right in the nose. And then his spines kind of clip you and you're able to avoid it. Giovanni, we're back to you. Giovanni takes another swing with his new sword and he feels invigorated. I hit her with a 23 for 10 points of damage. You catch her tentacle with her sword and catch her across the throat and she starts floating and there's all kinds of grossness floating in the water with you. He is super shocked. It smells super fishy. He grabs a piece of her and starts chewing on it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> tentacle. <laughs> Runa, are you up? Alright, let's do a normal, everyday cat slap. Uh, 20 to hit. <laughs> 7 points of damage. Alright. Smack him good. You think he probably yelled out, but you can't tell because it's quiet. And then I'll go bonus action and I'll use one of my remaining key points and do flurry of blows. Does a 15 hit. That hits. And a 16 will hit too then. So six points and then seven points. A little bit of blood's coming out of its fish nose. Broke a tooth off. Still hanging in there. Garwin, you're up. I'll take my two swings with the spiny one. First hit for six points of damage. Second, 11 points of damage. Nice. Catching some coral and uh, definitely hurting. Jack, you're up. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get around to the uh, backside of Spiny and take a swing with my rapier. 21 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, 11 points of damage. All right, he's in definite rough shape. Blood coming from his wounds and he's going to attack back at you, Druck. One of his fists catches you for three points of bludgeoning. And then he tries to kind of get those spines into you. Oh, then he succeeds. Okay. You're going to take two points of poison damage. Make a con saving throw. It's going to go perfectly. Two. Okay. <laughs> you are poisoned for one minute. All right. Shark's going to attack towards Darwin. <laughs> Darwin, three points of bludgeoning from just a fist that comes in. And then the mouth comes in, tries to bite at you. <laughs> Four points of piercing damage. All right, the fairy fire goes away. Oh, all right. Giovanni, you're up. Giovanni smiles and he flexes, and then he dives towards the fish face with the sword pointing at him. Roll a 23 to hit. That'll hit. For six points of damage. Give it a good jab. Blood's coming into the water. Still hanging in, though. Runar. Uh, Runar is going to slap him across the face like any good cat would. This is fish face, right? Yep. Uh, I'm sure an 8 will miss, so we're going to have to bonus attack. How about a 22 to hit? Oh, yeah. Six points of slashing damage across the face. You know what? That exactly does it. Wham! Fish goes belly up. Garwin, you're up. Take another swing with my great axe. That'll hit. For six points. That does it. Wham! You just slash its head clean off. Drop. I'm going to go ahead and try and maneuver to the backside of uh, the shark face guy and take a swing at him. Okay. Ooh, even with disadvantage. 19? That'll hit. Nice. 16 points of damage. Alright. Blutter, you're up good. She's really angry, you think, but her octopus eyes, you can't quite tell. She just looks surprised <laughs> at all times. She's attacking Druck. Her fist catches you for 4 points of bludgeoning damage. Then her mouth comes at you. You get away from it. <laughs> Shark lady's left. That's it. Giovanni goes, I got this. And he swims up a bit. And then he dives down with the sword in his hand, going right at that shark lady's head. Roll the 25 to hit for six points of damage. Nice. She opens her mouth wide and starts floating. She's out. She's floating. There's blood all over the water. You've got this pillar in front of you. 
Giovanni's chewing on a tentacle. That wasn't too bad. This room's just silent, and you can't hear anything outside either. But as you look through, there's all these different faces. Go ahead and make a religion or history check. 14 on history. Okay. 18. Most of what's here is lingual. This seems like it was during the time that the First Men's Empire would have been a thing. What you're catching is that, first off, this was once a hidden monastery. They taught fighting skills using kind of demonic technique or emulating sort of the powers of specific abyssal powers in the world. And it was clearly hidden. You find a few different figures. One of them is actually Scattergall, this multi-headed dragon that you had sort of caught wind of previously under the water here. But there's also reference to an Aliopis, which is apparently a shark demon from ancient times. And there's also one that's very cat-like. The name attached to it is Rogadag. So we still can't talk in this room, right? Yeah, you gotta step in. <laughs> you gotta okay. here. So when we all step out of the room, I say, hey, there's that dragon thing again. Renard just stands in the room explaining everything. Can't even hear himself talk. <laughs> I wave him forward. <laughs> come on, come on. What? Why did everybody leave? That was quite fascinating in there. There was. This is why I watch. Ah! 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 See? Are you stepping in and out? Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, there was a sound spell in there? Oh. Cat brains, I tell you what. Can we tell Hera not to be here? This doesn't seem like a safe haven. I'll latch the door so it shows that it's a secret okay. door. Okay, seals up pretty well. Oh. I mean, we could mention to her uh, to maybe just move out of this area completely. Doesn't seem like a very nice area, you know? So just as you're having this conversation under the water here, Hira, darting into the dining room, full bore, stops floating in front of you and says, Baby Dragon Turtle! They're so flippin' cute, but scary at the same time. Hello, idiots. It's me, Cagglenith. <laughs> and so here we are. This will be the end of you. Roll your initiatives. Oh, <laughs> Oops. Tackle Smith is back. It's Tackle Death. He's so cute. <laughs> and this baby dragon turtle comes flying in full bore, not much bigger than you are, starts oozing steam in your direction. And everybody is in the path because you are in a rather narrow, long room. Everybody make a deck save. You were looking for a 13. Nope. Nope. Got it. <laughs> if you did not get a 13, you take 23 points of fire damage. Hira goes belly up immediately. Right? Whoa. As that hits her. If you did save, then you took half of that. Excuse my breath. That's for Giacomo. So Druk goes belly up. <laughs> Luckily, his bubble is intact. Alright, Giovanni, you're up. <laughs> I'm getting deja vu all over again. Runar, did you see Druk bellied up again? Don't worry, I got this. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a go, we'll give it a go. This guy holds a grudge. I rolled a 23. That totally hit. 4. 13 points of damage. Nice. Druk, remember, all you gotta do is aim for the crotch. <laughs> Bonus damage! You got it, man. <clears throat> My name's Runar. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I meant Runar, Runar. You aim for the crotch, you got it. Boom. Crotch damage. <laughs> it's a turtle. Where's the crotch? 
You're the one who told me last time. <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> Hit him in his Sebastian. Alright, so Sork comes in though and really digs right where the shell meets the neck. Gets a good jab. Oh, that really hurt. Bruno, it's your turn. Uh, he is going to try to attack the thing on the fin. I don't know. What do you do? How do you fight a dragon turtle? He bites it. Nah, too. You're tickling me. Just now be my turn. Darwin. Darwin's hurting, so he decides to drink a greater healing potion and then do healing word on himself as well. That's third level. <laughs> bling, bling, bling. Here comes Darwin. Quit it. Well, I'll be dead. Darwin will live. Rush, make a death <laughs> saving Hey, 15. Hey! <laughs> You're not dead again. Yeah. <laughs> Tagonet says, I've been fouling you. You defiled my home. <laughs> Takes a bite at Giovanni. Can't want to use luck point. Oh, nope. He hit with the second one. Ah. Nine points of piercing damage. Oof. That one's for Carlo. Quite biting, isn't it? Get it? Never mind. <laughs> that was a good one. That was right. a good one. But that's his turn. He apparently didn't get his breath back. Come on, breath weapon. Oh, Taggle Smith, here we go, here we go. Oh, you made me mad. It's Taggle Nath. Now I must stab your cute little face. Here we go. Roll the 21 to hit four. Hit. 12 points of damage. Nice. Again, stab. Other side of the neck. Stab. Ouch! Stop it! Runar. Going crazy. Uh, does a 20 hit? Yep. All right. Seven points of damage. Uh, we will use the last key point. 18 hit. It does. Yeah, so 15 total for the second. 15 does not hit. Yep, he kind of catches shell. All right, I do four more points of damage, that is all. Wait till my mother hears about this. Darwin. Darwin's going to look over Runar's way and throw him a healing word for 10 points of healing, (laughs) and then swim over and pour a greater healing potion down Druck's throat. Come back, baby. Guys, what's it like being him during combat? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Darwin. (laughs) He's a nice guy. I mean, don't get too attached, though. Thanks. We've got a silver monkey to find. (laughs) (laughs) Ducks up. I'll swim up to Tegelith and try stabbing him. Thank you for saying my name correctly. (laughs) Yeah, you know. 23 to hit. That'll hit. 16 points. Again, blood just kind of coming out of the front of this shell. Ouch! Still hanging in there. Didn't get its breath back. This has never happened to me. All right, it's going to go after Giovanni again. Oh, no. With its mouth. Oh, no! All right, it hits. No! Six points of damage. That's for Romeo! You got me, Tackle Smith. <laughs> you know it's Tackle Ness. Giovanni's up! Giovanni makes a uh, death save throw. 17! Man, I'm looking nice. pretty good today. Runar, you're up. Uh, he will panic attack the, uh, the turtle. It's dragon turtle. 18? <laughs> 18 hits. Six points of damage, <laughs> and he'll take bonus action for the unarmed strike for 21 to hit for six points. Woo! Good one. It's looking rough. If one of its eyes is all swollen. We didn't mean to defile your home. We were sit there and... I just want to go home to my wife. I'd be doing your wife a favor. 
boy. Darwin's turn. Healing word to Giovanni. 12 points back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh. Well, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, fighting. <laughs> uh, Druck, you're up. Uh, I'm going to try stabbing him again. All right, pull the rapier out and... 16? 16 does not hit. Oh. It just kind of jabs into his shell. <laughs> Tackle this turn. Does not get his breath weapon. He's going to turn on Druck. Pierces your shoulder. That's Frangelo. Giovanni's turn. I've had enough of you, little cranky turtle man. I'm going to take you out now. Let's do this. Once and for all, leave Druck alone. Boy, do I hit the back of that turtle shell. Mm. My whole body clang. Bink. Yes. Bernard's turn. This is not going smoothly. <laughs> no, it's not. And I, as I punch its shell. <laughs> he wrote one less than I did. <laughs> All right, Darwin, you're up. Toss out a second level healing word. Get seven points back to Druck. And then hey. toss fairy fire on this turtle and see what happens. Oh, ooh, nice. Dex uh, 13. Oh, he passed. Aha! Alright, my turn. Yep. Stab him with the pointy end. 24 to hit. That's a lot. Alright. Six points of damage. Ah! I'm really sorry. I'm just a baby! He tries to back away, <laughs> and you poke it right between his eyes. And just drill into his brain, and then pull it back out. It starts to sound fun there. In fact, it sort of floats up and sort of <laughs> the shell kind of smushes the mermaid a little bit. She's being sort of pinned against the ceiling with the I'm gonna dragon turtle. Send a healing word her way. Okay. <laughs> Eight points. Okay. What the? Get this thing off of me! Kind of pushes at it, and it, you know it floats well enough. Jock, you see Giovanni's blades go right by your face and chop the head off of the dragon turtle. <laughs> and Giovanni looks all surprised. Hey, why don't you use that new belt and tie your rope around his ankle so we can have some turtle soup? This would make an awesome story. Didn't you have a, a song about a, a cat fighting a dragon turtle earlier? I do. I'll have to sing it to Darwin later. Yes. Yes. Was it this dragon turtle and this cat? Yes. Yeah, so now a cat has defeated two dragon turtles and he winks at you. He starts cutting off some dragon turtle meat. Darwin, would you like any? And he puts some raw meat up to your face. I think we'll make it in the stew first. She tells you she's going to tell you all about her mermaid ways and the mermaid songs that she promised you. Perfect. If you're going to be around for a little while, maybe you can stick around and learn some new songs. Oh, maybe I will, yes. That sounds like a good idea. Celebration sounds pretty good tonight, seeing that we have some gold now. I'll count that up later, by the way. All right, so you get back to the shore. Are you doing anything special with the dragon turtle carcass? I was going to drag it along behind so we can make a big stew and serve it like you're supposed to in the show. <laughs> he looks over at Runar and he's like, boy, he really does mean he's going to cook this thing up. All right. Okay, sure. I'm 100% behind this plan. I guess tonight we're going to dine on turtle soup. So you get to the beach, you set up a pit, and you have a big old barbecue. And sit at the dock because you are being told mermaid stories from Hera. 
She's talking about her separation from her people and giving all this lore that Darwin is eating up, which was his payment for the whole thing. Thank you, everyone. I can now go back to living my super safe, not scary, non-demonized living quarters once again. Nothing can go wrong now. Farewell, Darwin. Farewell, goat boy. Farewell, weirdo cat man. Farewell, skullface elf. Thanks again, everyone. Smell you later. Bye. Darwin, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go get you the best beer you'll ever have. It's called the Golden Monkey Beer. <laughs> and then he fabulous. leaves for a little bit. Then he comes back and he's like, never mind. Um, they didn't have any. They were out. <laughs> um, I think that you open that vest underwater. So you might want to take it off and turn it upside down and dump all the water and everything out so it can dry <laughs> out again. Oh, yeah, good idea. Let me just go into the jungle there, Elizabeth. I'll be right back. <laughs> he takes right credit. Right on the beach, so that way you make sure you don't lose anything. No, 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 no. I, no, lose, I no. would never lose anything. He uh, takes great offense to having his stuff dumped out. We did this just yesterday, and it was an ordeal. I owe you a kick in the butt for that, by the I way, Runar. I think I owe you several slaps to the face. <laughs> I think you've slapped me enough. I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the jungle. Wait, wasn't... The chest, the payment. Yes, and the loot. Hey, hey, you made a deal that I was going to count the thing, and then Druck was going to count the thing, and then we're going to split the gold up. Giovanni's almost to the jungle right now. I will run you down because I am way faster than you are. Uh, what? Hey, what is going on? You said that I could count the loot the next time. Oh, sure, yeah. I, hey, I'm just going to dump some water out. That's all I'm going to do. You can go back to the beach. It'll be so fine. how about you just give me the chest before that? Because I'll have to get, like, a bunch of stuff out. It'll take a little while. I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> now you don't want to waste my time? Let's go. Oh, you're just so crabby. My goodness. How does your wife deal with this? Better than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe that's why we're not married. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, let me go whiz real quick, and then I'll be back. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Just, just, give, just give me the chest and you can go. <sighs> fine, fine. So he reaches into his vest. He's like, I'll get it. Hold on. And he pulls out the little golden monkey tap that was in the cage bar. And he's like, oh, and puts that back in his vest. Wait. What? Why do you have that? He smiles at you and goes, why wouldn't I have it? Did you drag us across multiple islands so you could steal a tap head? gave me power. Did you see what I was doing down in the ocean? I think that was the belt. Maybe, but I feel like you a little lucky power was in me, too. I just... Uh... Alright, here's the chest. He gets the chest out. And he just instantly walks back with you. He doesn't go pee or pour his best out or anything. Wait, what? We drag the chest back to the campfire where we're at. Runar opens up the chest. Here we go, Drek. And we count it out. It's 450 gold and one century. Here, uh, I have a feather token. You might appreciate it. It's a swan boat. Uh, a what? A swan boat. You can touch it and it'll turn into a boat that'll swim for you. That is amazing. Well, one time only. But you don't like the water, so. I do not like the water. I think it's part of the cat thing. I don't call this like an emergency water. get out of water free card. And I was going to give you a potion, but you already drank it. I appreciate the use. <laughs> hey, that, that, that was very nice of you, Darwin. You were very helpful in that fight. I appreciate that a lot. It's kind of weird how he was capable of healing and uses the same school of magic as you. 
That is strange. Is that just a college of lore? Well, it's a college of valor thing. Er, it's a little more valorous if you have everybody fighting. Hmm. Interesting. That college is the only college that can cast healing spells? Oh, no, no, no. Anybody can learn it if they so choose. Hmm. See, there you go. <laughs> Did you just admit to choosing not to be helpful? Okay. Giovanni pulls out his lute. Noted. And he starts playing. Says, Darwin, I feel like we should write a song together. Druck will remember this. <laughs> I think I'm going to call it Druck will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where are you off to again? I told there's the um, something POS. Uh... Perennial of Soul. That's oh. there. Yes, my POS. We're going to take that and we're going to go find some icky uh, cultists after that. Try to get rid of this Catman curse. Yes, yes. So yes, we're on our way to Portmanteau. Yeah, and I definitely guess this is where we part ways. I'm going back closer to the mainland, not farther out into the ocean. I'm going to go join the the Roarins or whatever they are, going to go march against the... The Fireflies? No. Who are the Fireflies? The Torchbearers. What? Oh. You know, the ones that are going to go take the, the fight to the Giants. Didn't they already beat the Giants? No, they, they won a victory. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, I thought that fight went really quick. One of the Amistash is... Uh... Kazuntai is running the show. He said Amastasha. Right? <laughs> if you're going the other direction, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we're going the other direction. Yeah, I don't want to fight giants. Good luck on your fight, though, because that's a... I'm probably heading back towards the Dwarven Kingdoms. Hey, you got any advice on fighting cultists, Darwin? Invisibility spells work well. Oh, good. Check. Healing and word? Not checked. Extra healing is always a good thing. No check there. <laughs> Cure wounds. Maybe a little bit of healing and some more healing. Wait, are you a cleric or are you a bard? I'm confused. Everyone needs some healing. <laughs> well, watch this, watch this. And he starts playing a song and he does Song of Rest for everybody. Fast healing. <laughs> he plays faster. <laughs> this doesn't sound as restful. Otherwise, disguises, cultists tend to wear robes, so knock a couple over the head and borrow their robes and blend in. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. We should probably buy some robes. Well, let me see here. And he goes through his uh, vest. <laughs> and he does pull out some costumes. He rings them out a little bit. I, I did uh, get some new costumes today. Uh, well, nothing very roby, but... Uh, isn't that a Padrack? Kind of looks like padrack yeah. Maybe they'll be Padrack cultists. Never know. Uh, I do know, and no. Oh. One guy offered me a cat costume in the alleyway there, but I was a little creeped out. I told him no. Usually disguise is your best way to get in most cults, because they tend to say the same words and phrases, so listen for a little bit, find out what they're saying, and kind of just mumble back the same words. I'll have the meow. <laughs> yeah, what if we just meow all the time? They did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to some songs here. This sounds like a pretty good idea. Let's let's get some writing in, and we'll share some stories, and then again we'll go to uh, Portmanteau. And when you guys get to... Portmanteau, uh, there's a mercenary that's been looking for a satyr. Wait, what?
Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. We appreciate it. And thank you, Jason, for showing up and playing Darwin. We love Darwin, don't we, Runar? Yeah. I mean, nobody died. He had healing work. Druck, Druck. Nobody did die, right? It was very good. It was very good. No, he used a uh, healing word. You know, well, hey, you know, we had to give him something to do. <laughs> Darwin, could you teach healing word to Giovanni? No, no, no. It's an innate thing. It's better if he learns it on his own. You know what everyone should learn, though, is they should learn to like and subscribe to D4 on the Floor and uh, follow us on social media, all of that good stuff. Like and subscribe is a spell, right? Like you hit like, like and subscribe and stuff magically shows up in your on your feed. I don't know what oh, I'm talking about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When new episodes come out, there's like a little magical bling and then you get notified and you can listen to the new stuff. How does that go again? And it goes bling and then you get notified and you listen to the new stuff. Just one more time. Bling and then you get notified and you listen to the new stuff. Okay, that sounds fun. <laughs>